Hello and welcome. My name is Stephen Green, and this is Learning English with Stephen, the podcast that gives you everything you need to learn English in less than ten minutes. Today we're going to look at the history of one of my favourite words, thing. It is such a useful word because it can be extremely vague or extremely precise. It forms parts of many other words. For example, something. It is so common, but with a very uncommon origin story. Find out all about this fascinating word after this musical interlude. This is Learning English with Stephen, a series of short podcasts with everything you need to know about how to learn English. This podcast is available every week. For more information and to access previous podcasts, please go to EnglishWithStephen.com. If you are new to this podcast, then welcome. I need to tell you that you can find the transcript to this episode, as well as my previous episodes, on my site EnglishWithStephen.com. Also on my site, I post images and links to other things that might be of interest. And today there are a lot of links. I found lots of different things you might be interested in and post them on my site. Including music, a Spotify playlist, and movie trailers. So go and check them all out at EnglishWithStephen.com. And now back to the thing. The dictionary says it is a word that is used to talk about objects without naming them. Thing can also be used to talk about your possessions, as in all my things are in my suitcase. I love this word because it is so flexible. I can't go see you later because I have a thing to do. It's a great excuse because it is so vague. I don't need to tell you what the thing is. I also like the phrase "I have a thing to do." But at the same time, it's also very precise. For example, that's the exact thing I wanted. It is also a very useful word for people learning English, as it can be used to get around problems. For example. When you forget a word, you can say, "You know that thing that you use to rest your head on when you go to bed," and hopefully the other person will say, "Ah, do you mean a pillow?" Obviously, thing is used with other words. For example, something, nothing, and anything. The sportswear company Adidas regularly uses it in their advertising with the slogan, "Impossible is nothing." In fact, the word "thing" is so useful that there are thousands of songs with the word in its title, from Faith No More to Lisa Stansfield. The Irish band U2 have at least two songs using the word "thing." If you go to my site EnglishWithStephen.com, you will find links to some of my favourite "thing" songs. But where did this most useful word come from? It's a very old word. That has followed a surprising path to get to its current meaning. So the word comes from the Germanic family of languages. 
This language family includes modern German, Swedish, Danish, Norwegian and English. The original meaning of the word was a form of meeting or council in the Norse or Viking tradition. The idea was that the important people in a local area would come together once or twice a year at a thing to make important decisions. It was kind of like an assembly or place for political decisions, like a parliament. These things were often held in the same place every year, so that it would be easy to find them. There are many places in Northern Europe and the British Isles that incorporate the word thing into their name. For example, there is Thingwall near Liverpool, Dingwall in Scotland, Tinwald on the Isle of Man. All of these places mean the assembly field. Incidentally, the assembly on the Isle of Man, Tinwald, is the oldest parliament in the world with an unbroken existence going back over 1,000 years. These things had very specific rules. They were always held outside and all of the participants had to take their arms, their swords, axes and other weapons with them. I suppose having a thing outside in the snow or rain with everyone armed to the teeth is one way to make sure meetings stay on track. After a while, the word thing changed its meaning from assembly to the items we will talk about at the assembly. So you could say something like, we've lots of things to talk about, or let's move on to the next thing. From here, it's easy to see how the words started to mean not only things to talk about, but also things you possess. In addition, there is also a similar thing in some Romance languages. For example, in Portuguese, the direct translation for thing is coisa. In Spanish, it is cosa, and French, chose. I apologise for my mispronunciations there. The origin of this word in Portuguese, Spanish and French is the Latin causa, which was a cause or claim or item that had to be discussed and decided upon in court. This means it also started off as something to be decided in a meeting and is now just a thing. I hope you found this story interesting. I know I did. Remember that there are lots of links and other things, including the transcript of this episode on my site englishwithstephen.com. And today there are also lots of links to many songs. Thanks for listening. I have to go now because I have a thing to do. Bye-bye. Learning English with Stephen is written and edited by me, Stephen Green. The music at the beginning and the end of the show is called Dead from the Beginning, Alive until the End by Dr. Turtle. Learning English with Stephen is recorded in Chile, Curitiba in the south of Brazil.